everyone. You're listening to the TV Zone podcast coverage of Ballers Season 5. I'm your host, Jay, and joining me as always is Moneymaker Chris. Chris, how you doing, sir? Hey, I'm doing good this evening, man. And yourself? I'm doing pretty good. Um, here we are, Episode 7. Um, Who Wants a Lollipop is the title. <laughs> I found that a very interesting title when I saw it because I was watching it this morning. And I said, hmm, who wants a lollipop? They're always very creative and interesting with the, with the titles, and they find a way to use it in the show as well, which I like, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, of course, we do get to hear the, uh, you know, title in the episode, and it makes sense when it's said. Mm-hmm. It, it does. It really did. It made, a, it made total sense, man. Because, I mean, just, like I said, going by the title, you're like, what the hell? What's, what's going on in this episode? But, the, exactly. I said, well, I said, what's a lollipop? I said, hmm. So, um, this episode... It kind of, sort of gets back to some of the, I want to say, lightheartedness that the show is known for, opposed to the previous couple of episodes where it was more serious and you know, kind of mm-hmm, down mm-hmm. and everything. Like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Especially dealing with Kassan's death and everything. Right. <clears throat> Definitely. I mean, it's it's still serious in this episode with some stuff that happened with Spencer later on, but for the most mm-hmm. part, it's, it's more of a kind of. You know, upbeat kind of fun feel to the show. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, most definitely. But uh, so uh, the, the episode opens basically with um, Spencer's at Chiefs practice, and uh, there's no Patrick Mahomes. Oh, <laughs> <With> that. <laughs> and he gets on the phone. And he calls Jason. He's like, "Hey, where's where's Mahomes?" And you know they kind of get into it and about you know uh, Mahomes' contract and everything. And Spencer gets pissed, and he gets in his truck and he takes off and goes to you know drives to his private plane, which mm-hmm. oh, I wish I could have that type of luxury. But um, no, same here, same here, man. That, that would be awesome. He gets in the plane, gets in the plane, and flies. You know, because basically they got to work out the deal with uh, you know. We signed him a homes. That's that's the whole premise here, mm-hmm. right? which is right, right. Always kind of funny with this show because we we've talked about it in previous episodes, like how they try to mesh you know real life with the show, and it's almost like is is any of this kind of sort of relatively true ish, and they just kind of flip certain things around, or it just is this all completely fabricated with the show, and uh, like what do you think about that? I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, like I said, I think Patrick Mahomes' contract really is coming up. I think next year that like he's going to be up for um for a contract. So it does seem like they kind of like try to tie, like you know, real life stuff that's really going on with you know tied into the show some kind of way. Like the whole thing with um a couple of seasons ago with the Vegas thing. I mean, that's a real thing. I mean, the Raiders are actually moving to Vegas. So they definitely seem to try to kind of balance the two, just kind of intertwine things that are really going on in the league, you know, incorporating them into the show some kind of way. I mean, do you think uh, Alvin Kamara is really going to leave the Saints and go to the Raiders? No, 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 no. That one's an interesting one because I, 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 I don't, I don't see that. I, I really don't see see that one happen. I think that was kind of kind of ad lib with that one, but the other stuff seems like they're kind of copying off of stuff. It seems. Yeah, I, I really, I, I think he's perfect in New Orleans. They, Definitely. Perfect role there. Mm-hmm. But I'm surprised we haven't seen Patrick Mahomes at some point this season. They, they, I mean, we've seen OBJ. That's why they didn't get Patrick Mahomes at least get on at least get one episode with him. Yeah, I know. I mean, let's see. So far, we've had OBJ in, in a couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, we had uh, was it DeAndre Hopkins? Uh, Hopkins, Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Uh, it, somebody else that was with them when they when they was yeah. It was another guy. guy. I, can't, I can't think of the name, but it was it was somebody else too. Camaro, like we mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Somebody else, too. There was somebody else, but I can't, can't think of the name, though. They, they, we've seen several players, but no Patrick Mahomes. Just like they're talking about him with this deal and everything. I thought he'd at least make one appearance on the show. You know, mess around, he show up in the final episode, right? <laughs> you, you, hey, he might. You never know. Um. So, like I say, so you get that whole thing that happens. And then... Mm-hmm. We kind of transition to Charles, you know, sitting on the beach, and mm-hmm. it's like he's having like a um, 
moment of clarity or something like that. You know, right, trying, right. Try, trying to come to you know, make sure he's he's having this inner peace or whatnot. Especially after the whole not one but two heart attacks. Two, two heart attacks, man. And this the, the, the crazy owner from the Rams, he comes there, and him and Charles have this weird conversation and everything. And Charles basically lets him know, like, hey, you know, I got some serious health issues. And you would think that he would show like some type of compassion, but it's almost like he don't care. And it's almost like, well, you know, we gotta, we all have to die someday. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I was like, I was like, damn, <laughs> that's brutal right there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he, you know, he basically he offers Charles a four year, well, ten million dollars over four year contract as a mm-hmm. general manager. It's like, okay, that's that's some good money. Oh yeah, most definitely. That's and, definitely good money. Yeah, right. I mean, I take that. But um, same here, man. <laughs> so Charles is like, he's like, well, yeah. He said, but you know, I gotta talk it over with my wife, of course. And of mm-hmm. course, he's understanding that. Like, of course you do, or whatnot. Um, I mean, what do you think of like how that scene kind of went back and forth, and the relationship overall that these two have, in a sense. I liked it. It was a very interesting conversation with the two of them, but like I say, their, their relationship is crazy, man, because it's like I say, it's, he's, he's very tough on him. I mean, he's, it's like he, he almost hates him, like he like, despises him, but he also was kind of bringing up like, you know, he was almost kind of giving him like a tough love type of thing. He's being harder on him for a reason. He's being harder on him. He's kind of preparing him, you know, for that position. You know, it's not easy being, you know, in, in an NFL front office like that, so he's kind of preparing him for that, but he's been extremely, extremely hard on him. I mean, he, he hated the guy the way he came off. Yeah, I mean, well, we'll talk about him again in a little bit because I, I do want to... Yeah, yeah, they come him. back in there. Yeah, I want to mm-hmm. tie all that in together, especially after he have the conversation mm-hmm. with Julie or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. They, they've kind of always had, like, this weird relationship. Kind of... Yeah, very strange relationship between the two of them. Yeah. Um, so, the next thing here is... Uh, Ricky, he's um, you know chilling with TTD and Amber about to you know about to eat or something like that, and mm-hmm. Ricky gets a call on his phone and it's a woman. So of course Amber gets pissed, thinking that you know You're right. Who <laughs> <laughs> called on your phone? Yeah, and come to find out, she's basically like an assistant for this uh, Derek. Uh, I forgot what his name, his last name is. Um, but yeah, he, no, it's Derek something, yeah, yeah, and he's calling. And we find out it's freaking Justin Long, and I was like, damn, I ain't seen Justin Long in nothing in a long time. I know, right? It's, it's been a, it's been a minute, <laughs> and and he he looks older now. He because for a long time he always looked at, like relatively young, but now he's kind of showing mm-hmm. his age or whatnot. Yeah, most definitely. Like I said, I kept thinking so much. I said, man, I ain't seen him nothing in a long time. I'm, let's see, the last thing I think I seen him in. Is this movie called Ten Years? With uh, it, it's an ensemble cast. It's a pretty good movie. It's about a ten-year high school reunion, and it got uh, Channing Tatum, Anthony Mackie, Rosario Dawson. Oh wow! Good yeah, cast. Yeah, it has a good cast to it, and uh, Chris Pratt. He's in it. It's back when he was, you know, fat or whatnot before he got in shape. Shape <laughs> and everything, right? right. Yeah, Lalo, right, right, right. Yeah, it, it, before that. Um, and everything, but it, it's pretty good. I mean, if you if you get a chance to see it, I do recommend it. Especially, you, you'll probably find yourself like thinking about like, damn, like you know, like high school and you know, friends and stuff like that. You, it, it's it's a good movie. So okay, um, I'll put that down in my notes to check out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so he calls him like, hey, I want to set up a meeting with you. You know, just to kind of you know go over some potential opportunities for you. Or whatnot, and it's, it's almost like Ricky don't know how to deal with that because I guess the show on serious radio for him has actually become a success, and mm-hmm, it's been a hit for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, you know, he's kind of you know getting settled into that, and now he's getting this new type of opportunity. Um, I mean, we can kind of go into what the meeting is really. Um, so he he meets with Derek. And basically, he wants him. He's trying to get him like a TV show or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And Ricky is almost like, nah. Look, I, I don't know. We like he makes the joke like, "What are you trying to make me into the next Steve Harvey?" Steve Harvey, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Which I would not recommend that. Um, but, right. 
Well, that, that's another story. Um, that's another story, right, right. But, uh, and it's almost like he, he doesn't know how to... I mean, at, at the same time, I kind of agree with it of why he might be hesitant. Um, but what do you think about that whole meeting and having Ricky, you know, potentially having a TV show? And do you think he should, you know, explore that or whatnot? Yeah, I find it very interesting. I mean, I liked where Derek was coming from. You know, you know, he's seeing he's having success with the radio show and everything, but he's saying, hey, you know, you kind of want to, you know, spread your wings and kind of expand your, you know, horizons and kind of, you know, open yourself up to some other opportunities as well. And I can understand, you know, Ricky being a little kind of standoffish about it being kind of like, eh, I don't know. But at least, at least hear him out. Even if you don't take it, I mean, you don't have to take any gig that he gives you, but at least kind of hear him out and everything. Because like I say, it's always, it's always good to have options like i say you could you know yeah the radio show is successful right now but you know something might happen ratings might go down they might say hey we're kicking you off of here so it's good to have at least have a backup plan have some other opportunities out there at least explore to see what's potentially out there as well so like i say at least at least hear him out to see what he has to say yeah. well, which, i mean which he did he took the, the meeting or whatnot so he did hear him out. Mm-hmm. true true but it, it, it seemed like he's he he doesn't want to like go that route, at least not yet. Yeah, he seemed kind of he seemed yeah he seemed kind of hesitant like to like fully like completely dive in like he was listening but he wasn't like like eh, I'm still kind of hesitant about this. Yeah. So um, so after that, um, next thing we got is we go into once again like I say the the storyline of the show that I don't really care for too much and you know what I'm already going into. Um, oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yes! The whole thing with Vernon and and Reggie, and, and these boys or whatnot, and Lance, uh, mm-hmm. he he shows up, and we kind of get some aftermath of the big fight that happened when they all was at the uh, little bar or whatnot, and I guess it's the oldest, the oldest brother I think it is. I think it was the oldest one. Yeah, his hand is <laughs> swollen all up. It, it looks Get like down. it looks like you remember when Tony Romo had got his hand hurt and it swollen up and it like a freaking oh yeah <laughs> yeah I remember I remember that I remember that <laughs> that's what his hand looks like yeah it look it looked bad it was not pretty and he he basically can't play I mean he can't play games his hand swollen up he can't do nothing right so he can't game yeah right yeah so they all in this like panic mode about okay what can we do. You know, in order for him to play and everything, and because the whole um, this tournament, you know, the big tournament is coming up, and you know, if he can't play, then then they probably won't be able to, you know, to play in this uh, tournament or whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. so they end up <laughs> getting this. What is he a veterinarian doctor or whatnot? I think it is. Yeah, see, so work on like I think he said he work on horses or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, so. They they get him to come there and basically give him a shot of something. I forgot what it was called, but yeah, I forgot what it was called. They gave him a shot of something. Yeah, he gives him the shot, and it's funny too because he was like, "Well, when exactly is it supposed to kick in?" He looks at his his watch and he's like, "Right about uh, right now." <laughs> I like I like that. <laughs> he he's starting to move his hand around and all that type of stuff, and uh, like I said, he's these boys are kind of interesting characters, the, the way they play off each other and everything. They really do. Very interesting characters. And that's where yeah. we got the line, too, about the lollipop, too. Yeah, exactly. Like, who wants a lollipop? Because, you know, that's the, that's the thing. Who wants a lollipop? When kids go, used to go to the doctor or whatnot. Who wants a lollipop? Mm-hmm. Who wants a lollipop? You get a shot or something? Yeah, who wants a lollipop? <laughs> exactly. So, there you go. But, um, uh, I mean, we can kind of finish that, this whole storyline up in this episode here where, you know, they end up going... To this event and they all get kind of pissed because they're ranked number 32 out of 32 and it's like, mm-hmm. you guys are a new team it's like they totally because reggie he getting pissed like oh they ain't putting no respect on our names and you know stuff like mm, y'all haven't proven y'all haven't proven anything yet so yeah you're gonna start at the bottom <laughs> exactly i mean yeah vernon is a nfl player supposedly <laughs> right mm-hmm. and yeah supposedly quote yeah and then you got these boys that what they're best known for is is getting in fights with each other or other people randomly all over the place. So mm-hmm. nobody's nobody's gonna really take them too seriously right now. 
right? And this this other team, you know, shows up and everything. It's like the, the, actually the team that they went to first in regards about um, Vernon, you know, playing uh, games professionally, and they should, mm-hmm. and they kind of have like a little rivalry type thing or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And what's funny about it too, the guy that's um, that's the leader um, over that other team. He actually uh, has liked um, some of our um, episode posts on uh, Instagram. So, oh really? Yeah, yeah. His name is uh, Shane Brady. So gotta get him. Oh, oh, well, shout out to him. Yeah, appreciate you, man. So nice. Yeah. So I don't know for sure if he if he listened to the episodes or not. Um, but I do know that he liked a couple of the uh, when I post them on uh, Instagram as far as um, promoting the episodes. He has liked those. So. Oh, cool, cool. Shout out to you, Shane. Thank you. Shout out to you, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate the love, man. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I just had to throw that in there. Um, cool, man. Nice. But yeah, cause I, when I first I was like, why does he look familiar? Then when I went to his, one, I was like, oh yeah, he is a dude from. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. I've seen this guy before. That's awesome, man. <laughs> so I, I guess they're gonna have like a they're gonna kind of continue this little rivalry between these two teams. I guess probably so. Yeah, they seem like they're kind of building that up. It seems like yeah, into the last couple of um, episodes. But, mm-hmm. but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm still not a fan of this whole story. <laughs> I'm re- really not. I mean, it's just, it's just kind of random. I mean, I get they're trying to do some different things, but this just it just doesn't make sense. It seems like it seems very out of place. Yeah. Like I said, Vernon has kind of been, I would say, the most miswritten character of the whole show. That's that's just in my mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know anyone. Mm-hmm. Like, I can I, 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 I see where you're coming from with that. Yeah, so I don't know, but it, it had he. I mean, I've said it before, so I'm not even gonna go into to it again because I just get angry all over again. But but yeah, it just seems like I don't know, like they just. It's like they, it's almost like, because you know, we're wrestling fans. It's, you know, like when they don't have something really for you to do, they either uh, they just don't have something for you or they put you just some ridiculousness just to say, hey, he is here. Right. Mm hmm. Just give you something to just, just, just because. Yeah. So that, that's kind of how. Now, now, what do you feel, what, what, now, what do you feel is like worse with this storyline with him or the whole stuff with the whole like weed company that they were doing a couple of years ago? I think this is worse because this is kind of out of left field. I mean, the weed thing, in a sense, makes more sense because it's more in line with what's actually, like, something that's going on in the country, you know, in real life, you know, as far as marijuana and everything becoming more legal. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you're trying to get into that type of a market because who's to say at some point, and we're talking in real life, who's to say at some point, Oh, excuse me. When marijuana is universally legal in the United States, that who's to say some athlete or someone doesn't become like an endorser? And, I'm not, and I don't mean like Snoop Dogg or something like that, who is known for that. Mm-hmm. But like a mm-hmm. athlete or some other celebrity doesn't, you know, do that. Has that as like an endorsement deal of promoting marijuana? So, mm-hmm. so like I said, that made sense. But this whole video game thing just comes out of left field, really. They really had. Like I said, there's no build up or anything for it. They just kind of threw this out there. Hey, you know, he wants to be a gamer. So, it's, like I say, it really just came out of nowhere, basically. Especially this whole thing of where he's willing to throw away millions to mm-hmm. do something that's, that's looked at as a hobby. But he, I don't think he's going to, he would make the same type of money gaming that he would playing sports. Oh, no. No way. I mean, no way, man. Unless there has to be like some underlying message that we're missing about this storyline, mm-hmm. but I, I I don't see it. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't see it either, man. I I really don't. So I don't know. But um, next thing, um, so Charles he calls Julie, and we get to see her, and she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. Because pregnant with their second child, but I believe she's actually pregnant in real life with the good old Dooley. Oh yeah! Oh okay. Yeah, so I, I think that's why she, she's pregnant. In a sense. Ah okay, okay. And you know, Charles he talks to her, and you know, he he lets her lets her know you know what's going on. You know, 
about you know his his new deal that he has on the table, and then he goes into about the whole heart attack thing, mm-hmm. and she unleashes on him. <laughs> yes, she was not happy at all. She was pissed, <laughs> and I think she was double pissed with the fact, especially when she go into about well, Charles. I, I'm I'm your wife, but also I'm a doctor, and you should have cared to me. <laughs> exactly, like not only I'm your wife, I'm a doctor too. So it's like, man, which she's not wrong. I mean, no, she's not wrong. No, she was absolutely right there. But uh, but uh, I don't know. I just thought it was funny, especially how he kind of like was cringing on the phone with it and everything like that. Because I mean, they do have a good relationship, I think, mm-hmm. on, on the show. And they, they have mm-hmm. probably the most stable relationship of any of the characters on the show. Oh, opinion. without question. Without so, question. But yeah, it, it's always good to see Julie. At least we saw Julie, you know, unlike some other women of the show. That exactly. Made, like, at least, you know, Julie made her, you know, presence, presence known here. Yeah, exactly. Unlike some other women. Yeah. <laughs> 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 go uh, yeah. Here today, gone tomorrow. Yeah, pretty much. Or, or here today, gone today, really. Yeah. Um, that too. And so, uh, next, the probably like I want to say like the biggest thing of this uh, episode is where Spencer goes to uh, go to see Joe and uh, Jason about mm-hmm. uh, Mahomes' deal. Mm-hmm. And Joe, I mean not Joe, but um, Spencer's pissed. You know, he walks in. He, you know, it's funny, you know, he has that, what I call the rock strut, you know, rock, you know how he used to walk into the arenas when he fist. And he oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that fast walk about it. And, mm-hmm. and that's how he came in. Everybody's looking around like, oh, shit, he's here. Like, what's he doing? He's here. That's right. What's he doing here? So they, you know, they go into the conference room and, you know, Jason is trying to be cordial with them. But Joe is being a complete ass. And mm-hmm. just you know, he's kind of insulting Spencer and everything, and everything. And, you know, Jason he just gets up and leaves, and the two of them they start going back and forth with each other because that's kind of what we've been waiting for, like to see the two of them interacting mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. They finally basically air out their um, you know grievances with one another. Um, like, what, what do mm-hmm. you think about how this whole scene played out, and with the two of them in particular? We've been building up toward this. Like I said, we've seen them, you know, kind of taking subtle jabs back and forth at one another. But now we finally got them in the same room, kind of airing out their dirty laundry, you know, so to speak. But um, this, I think, was as vulnerable as I've seen Joe be. I mean, he really felt hurt by, you know, Spencer kind of, you know, leaving him. Even though I can get why Spencer did it, he kind of wanted, he kind of felt Joe was kind of better. I feel to do the whole sports sex thing. I guess Spencer kind of felt that really wasn't his thing. That was more of a Joe thing. So he just kind of backed away and said, hey, you know, this is you. Let you handle this. But Joe really kind of came out here and said, you know, this, like, really hurt you hurt me. You know, I considered you, you know, I considered you a friend. You know, because, like, Spencer was telling him, like, you know, no, no wife, you know, no friends or anything. He said, I considered you a friend. Yeah. So he really kind of opened up here. And we, like I said, we saw a totally different side Joe here, and we kind of got an explanation for why, you know, some of this, you know, animosity was going on between the two of them. It was a very powerful scene. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it, it, it was, and it was good to see that they basically buried the hatchet. And mm-hmm. they, I like that. Now, they're on the same side for what's potentially to come in these last couple episodes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... And so, it, I mean, to end that scene basically is where um, <clears throat> Spencer, he basically tells Jason, you know, I'm I'm prepared to give um, Mahomes a hundred and I think it was 57 or 160 million. Something like that, yeah. And then he wrote down, but he didn't, you don't, you don't see how much is guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And, but we know it's a very good number mm-hmm. as far as what he's going to get guaranteed. And after that, basically, is where, because just kind of continuing on with that, really, um, he, you know, he ended up, he doing the press conference, 
you know, hold a press conference. And of course, there's no Mahomes. It would be nice if you showed up for this. Yeah, it would be nice to, yeah, it would be nice to but, see him in that spot, definitely. But uh, Mahomes is not there. And Spencer, he goes up, you know, he's holding a press conference. And he basically, before he, well, he kind of goes into talking about um, Mahomes or whatnot. But the biggest thing from that is that he drops what I like to refer to as a CM Punk type of uh, pipe bomb. <laughs> you know, promo, Mm -hmm. he goes in about the league, and he basically kind of airs some dirty laundry about what happened at the owner's meeting, and he felt that he was betrayed Mm -hmm. because he feels that the backbone of the league is the players and the fans, Mm -hmm. which he's right. He's right. He's absolutely right there. 100% right. So, without the players or the fans, there are no NFL owners. There is no sports owners. There's no sport. So, mm-hmm. you know, he wants universal health care for the players. And he basically uses his platform to kind of outline what he wants as far as, you know, any player that's been in the league three years or more. You know, getting you know universal health care and everything like that, just so they'll be taken mm-hmm. care of when they're mm-hmm. older, opposed to what's happened to a right. lot of guys as they've gotten older. Um, and of course they mm-hmm. definitely cut, they cut to um, they cut the fake Jerry Jones, <laughs> and he's yeah. pissed. And, oh, he wasn't happy at all. <laughs> and we get a shot of Candace where she's like sitting there watching. She just kind of shakes her head. And, and it's like you're hating on this man because he's actually trying to invoke true change in a positive way for the players. But at the end of the day, you guys really don't care about the players. You just care about lining your pockets. Oh yeah, good guy. Um, I mean, your thoughts on on that scene in particular. I loved it. I mean, it was very, like I said, another, another powerful scene here. Like I said, he got up there, he stated his case, you know, obviously, you know, now things about the contract and everything, but the big thing, you know, like I said, looking out for the players, that's huge. I mean, like I said, but they, like I said, as you see, the fake Jerry Jones, he was pissed. He threw the thing up against the TV, smashed the TV. You could tell Candace, you could see her there. She was pissed and everything. But like I said, it goes to show you. All these owners and stuff, they're all about lining their pockets. They're not, they're not thinking about these players and their long-term health and everything. They, they, they don't even want to talk about that type of stuff, which is very, very unfortunate. But I, I, I'm love special for stepping up, you know, and being there. Like he said, he said he's going to be there for the players, and he's proved it with that press conference. Yeah. And before, well, before we actually uh, get to the last thing of the episode that I want to talk about, mm-hmm. to kind of tie in with this, um, I want to talk about a little... Um, Cause uh, right now your uh, Redskins are in the headlines for not some good stuff right now. And yes, yes. It, it it made me think about this in a way because mm. and for anyone who's listening, what I'm referring to is that um, Redskins they fired Jay Gruden, right? Mm. <laughs> Which I mean, did he deserve to be fired? Kind of, sort of, maybe. Right. Yes, yes. <laughs> was he the root of the problem? No. He's no, not the root of no, the problem. No, no, oh, no, 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 no. And a perfect example of this is the press conference that was held <laughs> when it was not only when they were talking about Jay Gruden, but also when the question came up about why Dwayne Haskins was not being played. And what was said was that, oh, he's not ready. He wouldn't be ready for another two years. And it's everybody's kind of scratching their head about that because it's like, well, if he won't be ready for another two two years, why did y'all draft him so high? Exactly. And he basically, he basically downed this man. And you trying to tell me that Colt McCoy or whoever the hell else they got at quarterback, it would be more ready I mean, has give you the best opportunity to win than Dwayne Haskins, who was a high-caliber college player, a Heisman, you know, type of player. But, mm-hmm. but he's not ready. Daniel Jones, who is playing pretty good. I mean, the Giants did lose, but he's playing pretty good. That he's more ready than Dwayne Haskins. 
Excuse me. That Kyler Murray is more NFL ready than Dwayne Haskins. That's basically what was said, and this is this this is the Redskins t- talking about one of their own players. And I just I want to bring that up to kind of coincide with what Spencer was trying to get across of you know players and fans are the ones who really drive the league and. Chris, you can speak, mm-hmm. you can speak on this better than I can. As far as the Redskins fan base has kind of been dwindling at home. Oh yeah, I mean, like I said, oh yeah, most definitely. We've seen it more so this year, but we've been seeing it over the last several years. Like I said, a lot of the home games, the road team has been t- basically taking over the stadium. I mean, we had this past week we played the Patriots. Brady and Belichick said it themselves. Both of them said. It felt more like it was a home game. They both came out and said it felt more like a home game at FedEx Field for them. That's not a good sign at all. That's not a good sign at all. I mean, you're always going to have um, fans from the opposing team come to come to games, but to completely like take over the stadium with more fans from the opposing team than the home team. That's not a good look at all. That's bad. Yeah, and and what's because I mean. When I came home earlier today from work or whatnot, I had on NFL Network and they were—I was just seeing like some of the highlights and stuff—and they was talking about since uh, Dan Snyder took over his own in 1999. They just gave a rundown of like all the coaches, mm. head coaches that they've had since then. Oh yeah, oh yeah. A few Hall of Famers: Joe Gibbs mm-hmm. on his second tenure, and mm-hmm. Mike Shanahan. Mike Shanahan. Mike yeah. Shanahan. Yeah, we 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 know what happened with that. You know. Or whatnot. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And, and we we saw how they basically ruined uh, Robert Griffin the third. That's that's how I always figured they ruined him, mm-hmm. put him in bad situations. That's how he messed his knee up and everything. Mm-hmm. But, it, it, but it's like Dan Snyder. To me, Dan Snyder is the real problem with the team. He it, is. It, it's him and his, you know, management. Him and Bruce Allen, the team president. Yep, him and Bruce Allen. <laughs> that, that's that's what the problem is. So. Yeah, okay, yeah, you want to scapegoat Jay Gruden. Is Jay Gruden a good head coach? No, he's not a good head coach. But is he the root of the problem? No, you just said who it is. Uh, exactly. Allen and Bruce Allen. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, for Bruce, and for Bruce Allen to actually come, up, come out there yesterday because he did a press conference yesterday, to actually come out there and say, well, the culture here is damn good. I'm like, really? <laughs> Do you really believe that? Because I was asking him about the culture, you know, with the organization. And he said, well, the culture here is great. I'm like, are you serious? You can sit there with a straight face to actually say that the culture here is a good culture? It's not. It hasn't been for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm telling you. I sit up there doing my lunch break looking at that press conference, and he came off so arrogant and smiling. I was, I could, I could have slapped him to the screen, man. It was. I'm like, are you that naive, man? I mean, come on, man. Yeah, the culture here is still good, man, you know. And, like, the fans, like, all oh, the fans are, you know, they're selling their tickets to, you know, the opposing team. You know, that's why, you know, you, you know they're picking over this. Stop it. Just just, just stop it, man. <laughs> okay, well, if that is true, why are they selling their tickets? It, it, exactly. There, ha- there has to be a reason behind that. But they're, they're so blinded by that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. So... It, it is, and like I said, I just want to like kind of tie that into what oh, yeah. was kind of because here's the reverse of where you have a NFL owner that mm-hmm. is basically saying that he is here for the players and the fans of mm-hmm. and, you know to make sure that everybody is being taken care of, and the most important people should be players first, fans second, and then of course everyone oh, wins. Well, it, exactly, exactly, very yeah. true. But I guess in in fake Jerry Jones' mind is that we're the reason why everyone is. Yeah, exactly. It's like no, nobody pays to go see Jerry no. Jones. <laughs> no, you don't pay to go see no owner or anything. I don't care if you are writing the checks, and you got all the money. They're not paying to see you. I mean, think about. It. I mean, we we we're NFL fans. I mean, mm-hmm. you you know who the Washington Redskins fans of G of GM and owner is i know mm-hmm. well i don't even know who the hell the, the gm is for the dolphins and the the, the <laughs> owners is like a million people right now just just celebrities uh, 
or whatnot. But once mm-hmm. upon a time, uh, Wayne Hazinga was the owner of mm-hmm. the Miami Dolphins. Yes, I knew who he mm-hmm. was. But mm-hmm. after he, you know, sold the team and everything, I didn't know who the hell the owners are. Like I said, I know Venus and Serena, they are part of, like, ownership. Um, mm-hmm. I think Ricky Martin, Jeff Lopez, and Alex Rodriguez. Rodriguez, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, bunch, a bunch of people. A bunch of celebrities, yeah. basically. And, and that's why the team is in the freaking dumpster that is in right now. And I feel bad. Exactly. Like I said, you don't have actual football people in there, you know, no. running, running, running things. That's what you need. Exactly, and I feel bad for Dan Marino because, I mean, he is, like, the only football man that is a part of the team, but they probably like, oh, Dan, I don't know what he's talking about. That's right, oh, he don't know nothing, you know, Hall of Fame quarterback, but he, he don't know nothing. <laughs> yeah, he don't know nothing, right? And that's how it happens a lot of times. The people that, that don't know try to make it seem like the people who do know something as if they do mm-hmm. So, it's just mm-hmm. terrible. But, terrible, man, terrible. But it's going to be interesting to see the fallout from that. Because, like I say, fake Jerry Jones was pissed. So. Oh, he was not happy. He was not happy at all with how, what he was saying. So, um, so the last thing uh, I want to talk about this episode is the whole, the second meeting with uh, Charles and Rams owner Thompson. See, at least he has a name. <laughs> That's right, exactly. He got, he got a name, Thompson. Yeah, he got a name. Fake Jerry Jones don't have a name. Yeah, we just call him Fake Jerry Jones. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's who he is. I mean, he does. That's who he is. Name. Yeah, he's basically Jerry Jones. He yeah, doesn't have a name. He's, he he's the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. Right? Mm-hmm. So hmm, you put two and two together, so you get Fake Jerry Jones. Exactly. So, um, so Charles he goes to meet with um Thompson or whatnot, and to kind of you know tell him like I, I guess it looked like Charles was basically going to turn down. You know, extending his contract, he was just going to mm-hmm. be like, you know, I thank you for the opportunity, but my health and my family is more important. I'm out. I think that's what he went mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Thompson had other ideas. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, they sit down and they start talking to whatnot, and through this conversation, next thing you know, he's he wants to give Charles a promotion and make him the president of the team. I know. I'm like, wow. I did not see that one coming. And Charles is like, what the heck? And I mean, he he leaves out because he Thompson basically says, "I give you the weekend to think it over." Think about it, right, right. And so he leaves, and the ending of this episode it really is. We see Charles. He's driving, and clearly he's you know went back home. I guess Julie's still in Miami. Um, I'm assuming. Or whatnot, or mm-hmm. she's in LA or something like that. I don't know, but yeah, mm-hmm. um, he, he you know he pulls up to the house and there's Julie and and their daughter and whatnot. And Charles he gets out and he basically he's like I'm home and whatnot. And they're so happy to see him, but it it, it kind of raises the question like, okay, is Charles accepting the position or is he completely done? That's a very good question because I thought, like I said, I thought he was walking in there, you know, with Thompson. I thought he was just going to say, hey, you know, I got to consider my health and everything and my family. That's it. But now that he offered him this, you know, president was just giving him a big time promotion. He's really got something to think about. But like I said, is he like I say, is he really going to take him up on this position? I mean, I, I, I really don't know. I mean, that kind of changes things now. Yeah. That's, a, that's a big, that's a big opportunity. Yeah. Those opportunities don't come around that, that often. Yeah, because like like Thompson was telling him, like, okay, well, you pretty much can operate, you operate more freely and kind of do things when you really want to when you're the mm-hmm. president of the team, mm-hmm. opposed to when you're the general manager because you're dealing with all the, you know, day to day stuff, you know, right? Dealing with the players, you're dealing with the coaches, you're dealing with, you know, who potentially trying to sign or you know re-sign or mm-hmm. you know, scouting people. Mm-hmm. That's what you're doing as a gym, but as a president, not so much. No, you're not. Mm, you got, mm, it's totally different. And what's funny about that too is the president is right underneath the owner. Exactly. They they sure are. So if it, so, Thompson because of how he is with Charles, who knows? Thompson would be like, I'm retiring. Charles, you got the team. <laughs> there, 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 there you go. 
like I said, and like I said, you like I said, you, you it's just very hard to pass on an opportunity like that. It really is. So, like I said, it, it was an interesting. I mean, for me, the way I looked at the the way this episode ended with Charles and, and his family, kind of similar to when you know it looked like they was closing up Ricky's uh, storyline when him and Amber, you know, was officially going to be together. And speaking of, we, we haven't seen Lisa Ray again, which we need to see her one more time for the show is over. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, we do. Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> but, but the way that ended, that season ended, it was like, okay, well, if they wanted to end Ricky's storyline, they could have ended it right there, but they didn't. They continued for two no, seasons. They, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. They could have. So, once again, it's like, okay, is this the end of Charles's story on the show? So I guess we have to wait the next week to really find that out. Yeah, we have to wait and see. But like I said, it's going to, it's going to be very interesting. Like I said, I, I find it very hard. I know he's like, you know, dealing with his health and everything, but that's a that's a great opportunity right there. That's a great opportunity for him, especially like I said, with another kid coming on the way. You know, be able to you know secure yourself even more so financially and everything, man. I mean, hard to pass that up. And it's less stress. And like I say, and less stress. There you go. You don't have to worry about, you know, stressing himself like, you know, he was when he was the general manager. So, and, and it kind of makes me wonder, like, I wonder why, I wonder why Spencer didn't try to snatch up Charles. Yeah, that's true. Because that would have been, that would have been a good choice, too. So, I don't know. It's kind of, I don't know. I don't know why I kind of thought about that. Yeah, that would have been, been a good choice. It will. Because, I mean, they, I think this season they only had, like, what, one scene? It was like a conversation, really, about Kassan, and that was it? Yeah. That was pretty much it. Yeah, that was that was it for them. So, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, that pretty much uh, wraps up this episode. Um, I don't know, Chris, if you had any other thoughts about anything that happened in this episode before we get out of here. Oh, my Think that's pretty much it. I think we covered pretty much everything. Okay. Um. I mean, overall, I think we both agree that we enjoyed this episode. Um. I did. I really enjoyed this one. Yeah. This was a good one. And like I said, it was good to see that Spencer and Joe got back together. You know, being on you know good terms and. Mm-hmm. I like that. And Spencer with um with their press conference at the end too. Mm-hmm. That was good. That was another good scene. And also, too, we kind of we we got uh, the return of uh, Spencer's uh, voiceover, you know, the talking head thing that he's been doing. Oh, we did, yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. So, uh, like I say, this this was a, this was a good episode. Um, it was a good episode. So, with that being said, of course, Chris, uh, I'll turn the floor over to you, and you know, you can do your plugs. Okay, sounds good. All right, guys, you can follow me on Twitter. At Moneymaker Chris, as well as Instagram, DC Sports Fan 23. Um, check out my writing on medium.com slash at Broken Moneymaker. Um, support me on Patreon, patreon.com slash Moneymaker Chris. Check out my Facebook page for my writing, The Cash In, as well as Football and Friends. You know, I do football talk, and of course, I do weekly picks. I had Jay picking uh, last week. Um, I have this week's picks out probably by tomorrow, definitely before the um, definitely before the Thursday night game. So I'll try to have those out for you guys. And I have products for sale to promote my blog um, at storefrontier.com slash writer315. I got hoodies, t-shirts, stuff in team colors, stuff for the wrestling fans. I got Halloween, um, a couple Halloween shirts available that will be available up, available up until October 22nd, so you definitely want to get those hoodies and t-shirts available for Halloween. And I got stuff on um, um, teespring.com slash store slash moneymakerchris. I got some phone cases, mugs, and stuff on there as well. Got a couple of Halloween things on there as well. So, yeah, um, definitely check it out. Hit me up if you want some merch. That's right. Yes. Oh, and speaking of, I didn't, I didn't look to see um, how many of my picks uh, I got right or wrong for this week, uh, so I'll probably do that a little bit, but, but yeah, I, I had a good time. Yeah, last time I checked, you, 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 you're doing pretty good, you, you, you're doing better than me, I, I did horrible last week, 
<laughs> well, you did better than me. That, that Monday, That's our check. <laughs> Monday night game was uh, that was that was fun. That was funny, actually. <laughs> yeah, because I, I I fell asleep. I woke up in the morning. I said, "Oh my god, that's a beatdown." Jeez, <laughs> good old Baker. Baker, you got got to get together. I'm here trying to talk talk up for you, man, and <laughs> you let me look, look bad, man. <laughs> I'm trying to defend you. You're making me look bad, man. Come on now. <laughs> oh, man. And then, of course, uh, Nick Bosa and uh, Richard Sherman was trash talking him after the game. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I heard. I mean, Bosa, he's still, you know, having flashbacks to when Ohio State versus Oklahoma. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he they, they take it back to those days. Yeah, he, he wasn't too happy. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it was a good game. And hell, I mean, the 49ers are 4 0 for the first time in a very long time. So. Yeah, they, they got, they've been one of the surprise teams so far that they got a good squad over there. So, yeah. old Kyle Shanahan doing his thing over there. Yeah. And, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, Kyle Shanahan, where was he? Uh, what coaching staff was he a, a part of? What team was this? Before? Hmm. Him and Sean McVay yeah. and Lafleur. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder what, what what team had all three of these guys <laughs> on the staff. Let them all just go, and now they're being successful with other teams. But my team can't even get a win. But <laughs> I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna yeah, leave but, it at that. Hey, but according to Bruce Allen. We got the good culture here. We got a good, we got a good culture here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, yeah. But mm-hmm. oh, but um, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> good stuff, but, man. <laughs> but um, for me, um, since it's October, um, I'm in the full swing of um, my Halloween number four, actually. Four years, jeez. Um, oh, nice. A, yeah, for movie talk. Uh, I just cool, did, cool. I did episode one thirty four, where I'm doing the Phantasm movies. Um, me and uh, Zena, we we reviewed uh, the original Phantasm from nineteen seventy nine. That's up right now. Um, and then later this week, uh, I will be having the Takeover episode um, for part two, where my guests. Uh, podcast is uh ryan and martin from the blood and black rum podcast they recorded their episode for part two and i'll be uploading that later this week so by the time this episode come out um i'll probably have promoted uh their episode and might even uploaded it i might upload upload it by either thursday or friday one um mm-hmm. this episode will be up before that um but cool. yeah so definitely check them out for episode 135 because I will not be on movie talk again until um Phantasm Five. So yeah. Um but I also have a special episode, a special anniversary episode for movie talk that me and uh one Keita Hubbard, who used to be a part of movie talk way, way back when when it first started. We're actually gonna be doing a uh, anniversary episode. So I'll be doing that of course. Uh whatnot. Cool, cool. Yeah. So you can look forward to those episodes coming. And like I said, I'll put out, you know, letting people know when um, the takeover episodes will be um, be uploaded and everything like that. And which podcasters will be doing it and everything like that. So like I say, look forward to hearing uh, Ryan and Martin from the Blood and Black Run podcast as they review Phantasm Part 2. So, uh, Chris, uh, any last words? Um, one thing before I give my last words, um, I just double checked. Uh, next week is the final episode. Next week. Yeah, next week is the final episode. Yes. How's next week the final episode? It, it said it has it's three episodes left. Really? I, when I watched it today, it said it, 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 it was the final episode. What? Come yes. On. Okay, I'm on uh, IMDb. You have. Okay. Next week is players only, and then that's episode eight. But then also it still has episode nine and ten. So, really? Because when it goes when I when I get because I when I when I check it, it said the final episode is the final episode. Huh. Well, that's I, yeah. I, I don't know, but I don't know. That that, that that's interesting. I was I was surprised. I said, wait a minute. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll know definitely after after we watch we'll, 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 Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah we'll, we'll know definitely, yeah. We'll know one way or another when it's got more episodes than that. Yeah. That's, 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 that's kind of short. That's, that's only like eight episodes. Yeah. So it's, it's always been like at least ten episodes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so, okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. We shall see. But um, last words, um... Very good episode, and like I said, we got a lot, a lot to look forward to, man. As we wrap up our coverage of ballers, it's gonna be interesting to see how this all closes out. Yeah, it, it is. And, well, I mean, we're still kind of up in the air. Will Spencer still be the owner of the Chiefs that time this season? Yeah, because I, I, I wonder. They, 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 they're gonna be sick of him. Yeah, he, he trying to make too many, too much positive change. So. Uh yeah, I mean you try to try to God forget, you know, you try to do, you know, good things for the league and the players and everything. That's that's a bad that's a bad thing. Shame on him. Exactly, right. So um, Shame on if you're trying to do the right thing. <laughs> exactly, right. Well just Jim had to Um Yeah, very true. But uh yeah, that's um episode seven of Who Wants a Lollipop of uh, Ballers, season five. Uh thanks again, Chris, for always joining me on these uh whatnot. Mm-hmm. No problem, man. Anytime, man. Like I say, look forward to the end of this season. Whether it's episode eight or we got two more. Episodes. Or not. Yeah, exactly. Regardless, like I said, we'll, we'll be here to cover. Regardless, we'll be here to cover it for you. <laughs> uh, let's see. My last words. Um, I yeah, I really don't have any last words. I don't know. No last words for me. Um, just thank you guys for listening. And we'll be back for next week's episode. Peace. Peace out, guys.